0: Why don't we go ahead and get started with our Bible study? Amen. So let me start off by saying good evening to everyone who is joining us right now. Amen. I'm Pastor Manuel Figueroa, and uh, I want to welcome you, welcome everyone who is viewing us right now, uh, even later on when they see the the, the rerun, right? When they, when they press the replay, I want to welcome you to our Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. So tonight, of our lord and savior jesus christ amen and as you know we are in the christmas season and i love it because we cover the christmas story amen i get excited over the christmas story because it reminds me of the ultimate gift that god has given us in his precious son amen how many of you are thankful for jesus amen amen say amen if you're thankful for jesus amen so so my prayer is that when we are all together with our loved ones, with our families, right? As we're opening gifts, right? That we would be mindful of the ultimate gift that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. So tonight we are going to be reading out of the gospel of Luke. Amen. Out of the gospel of Luke uh, chapter two, uh, we're going to be reading the verses of eight through 12. Okay. So we're going to be covering five verses. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to chapter two. And we're going to cover uh, verses 8 through 12. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, but before we do that, why don't we go ahead and bow our heads and let us go ahead and pray. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to bless this time of Bible study. Amen. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just we just come before you tonight and we thank you. And we love you, Father, for this opportunity to uh, come together for Bible study. Father, we are so grateful for your word, Lord. And, and the wonderful treasures, Heavenly Father, that we find in your word. So we ask you tonight, Father, that as, as, uh, we, as, as, as we read your word, Father, that you would open our minds, open our, our hearts, Father, to understand, Father, uh, um, what you have prepared for us tonight, Lord. I ask, Father, that you would give us, uh, sensitive ears, Father, to hear your voice, oh God. In Jesus' name, Father, that you would have your way tonight, and be glorified Lord so we thank you and we love you and it is in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray and let all of God's people say amen and amen so why don't we go ahead and start Luke chapter 2 and we're going to start with verse 8 it says uh now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night Verse twelve, and this will be the sign to you: you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Amen. So if you've been, if you've been following along for the past couple of weeks, you will see that that we have been um, um watching God's plan, right, to send his his Lamb into the world, right. We're we're watching it unfold right before our eyes, right. We know that when man fell into sin. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, that God made a promise. Okay, He made a promise that a Redeemer would one day come. This Redeemer would would come as the Savior of sinners. Amen. And so, all through the Old Testament, God has been has been working, right? He worked to bring uh, uh, this event to pass. Right. Every every um sacrifice, every uh, ritual of Jewish worship. Right. Every everything God did was moving steadily toward the moment when the lamb of god uh, would enter this world and 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 pay the price right to save men you know from their sins amen i, I mean when i when i think about this i think about i think about a uh, uh, one occasion when when a broken fa- a broken hearted father right named abraham uh he walked up a mountain and 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 with his with his son uh, isaac right his only son and he was taking his son Uh, to the top of that mountain and to offer him to the Lord. That's what the word of God says, right? As a burnt offering, right? And on the way up that mountain, Isaac, right? His son, he asked his father, he says about what they were doing. And and, and we read the story in Genesis uh, chapter uh, 22, verses six through eight, which says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Verse 7. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for him himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. So here our text uh, uh uh tells us about the night that the night that Father's promise was fulfilled. Amen. It was also the moment when God's promise to send his Redeemer, right? His Redeemer to the world, right? It was fulfilled. And as we look uh um in on the events of, of that special night, you know, two thousand years ago, we can learn something about Uh, Of God, how God provided His land. All right, so let's go back to verse eight, and it says, "Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night." Verse nine, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Someone say, "Glory of the Lord," the glory of the Lord. Shown around them and they were greatly afraid so here we are are introduced to to a group of shepherds right who are out in the fields okay they're at night and they're keeping a protective eye on the flocks that they have been given in what they have been entrusted with amen so for them it was just another boring right another quiet boring night with the sheep okay but what stands out to me is what happened next, right? It says suddenly, the sky was filled with light. Okay, an angel of uh, descended from heaven, clothed with light. Amen. So no doubt that this 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 angel is blazing. Okay, I want you to picture this: this angel is blazing with brightness, right, of heaven itself. Okay, and like a flash, he lights up the sky. Okay, now the normalcy of that quiet evening was shattered, okay? And the Bible says that they were greatly afraid. And this phrase means that they were seized, okay? They were seized with with great fear and with a desire to, to run away, okay? So they were terrified by this heavenly visitor, okay? Luke says that the glory of the Lord shone around them. Which is an expression that we often kind of take for granted because it it, it but, but it, it it denotes like one of the high points in all of history, in all of history. Okay, I want you to picture this. Okay, because we're gonna follow a path. Okay, the full impact. Okay, the full impact of of Luke's portrayal hits home if we just consider what the glory of the Lord is. Okay. Which is simply defined, it is the presence of God revealed in light. Okay? So we know that God does not have a physical body, no, but exists as 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 the invisible spirit, amen. So when he has revealed himself, okay, to human beings, he, he's 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 done so in an uncomprehensible, brilliant manifestation of pure light. That's how God revealed himself to man, right? The light is so powerful that if God revealed it fully to mortals, they would incinerate, right, at once, okay? Remember the story of Moses, okay? I'm going to take you back into history, okay, in the biblical history. How how, how God dealt with Moses, right, back in Exodus chapter 33, okay? When, When he wanted to see the divine glory, what did God tell Moses? God told Moses, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. Okay? But as you read that story, we see that God placed Moses in the cleft of a rock, right? And he covered Moses with his hand, okay, as he passed by, only to remove his hand to allow Moses to see God's back. Okay? So the glory of the Lord appeared even at other times in the Old Testament. Okay? So when Moses and the people finished... um building and arranging the tabernacle okay remember the tabernacle when they finished building and arranging it according to God's instructions then it says that the cloud covered the tabernacle okay it covered the tabernacle of meeting okay and the glory of the Lord it says that the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle okay and Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle right he was not able to enter the Tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, right? And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Amen? So it was it was powerful when, when the Lord um, blessed the establishment of the true place of worship, okay? So the people finally had an official place to offer sacrifices for sin and receive access to God. And that's why, you know, he gave his approval, right? That's why God gave his approval by sending the dazzling cloud of his Shekinah glory. Amen. And then we, we also read centuries later when Israel um, com- completed Solomon's temple. Remember that. Right. The same phenomenon uh, happened as well. Okay. The same phenomenon happened back in First Kings uh, uh, chapter 8. Right. However, in a relatively short time. Okay. The people turned away from God. You know that as you read the Old Testament, you see how the people were always going up and down, up and down, up and down, back and forth, back and forth, right? So this is one of those moments where where, where where the people turned away from God, right? And how did God respond? The Bible says that He responded by withdrawing His glory. In other words, He took His glory away. And we read about this back in Ezekiel, Father, in Ezekiel chapters 8 through 10, okay? So this must have been a sad moment, right? For the prophet Ezekiel, as he witnessed, okay, as he witnessed the divine glory departing in this vision, right? But here, somebody say, but, okay, but here, God's glory returned. Praise God. God's glory returned the night that the angels confronted the shepherds near Bethlehem amen and this right here it signifies a tremendous importance right of that extraordinary night the presence of God returned to earth praise God but you know what when the presence of God returned to earth it did not return into a tent it did not return into a building right as before but It returned in human flesh, in the person of the Messiah. Praise God. Ooh, that's awesome. But this also shows here, as Pastor Josh wonderfully put it on Sunday, what a powerful message, right? That God did not forget about His people. Amen? God did not forget about His people. He did not forget about them, and He did not forget about us. Amen? Praise God. So, as we continue on, what also stands out to me, okay, is, is is who received this visit from heaven? Okay, we know that the glory of the Lord came, right? And and, and the, the bright light was shining, but who did it shine to? Who did the glory of the Lord appear to, right? We notice that the announcement of, of the birth of the Son of God is not made to a king in a palace. No. It's not made to to a priest in the temple. No right it, it it it's not made to to the wealthy or to the most important people of the land the announcement of the child or so I it the announcement of the birth right of this child the birth of the messiah right of the one who would who would grow up and die on the cross right for the sins of the lost amen was made to a group of shepherds right the unlikeliest classes of people imaginable I mean, the shepherds were common, ordinary men. Church, they were—they were—they—they they were not, you know, part of the social elite. No, but their work, okay, their work prevented them from regular attendance, right? Or attendance at the at the temple where they could they could uh, be cleansed, okay. And as a result, excuse me. As a result. These men were considered the lowest of the low. They were vile. They were dirty men who were, for the most part, social and religious outcasts, right? The shepherds are, are today's social equivalent to of, of, of a homeless person, okay? Living on the street who, who does odd jobs for minimal pay. That's That's how you would make the comparison, okay? So most likely, these shepherds, they were tending the sheep, just outside of Bethlehem, they were tending the sheep that were being raised for the use in the sacrifices down at the temple in Jerusalem, okay? So they were the last group of people that you would expect God to make this kind of an announcement to, right? But if we consider, okay, let's consider Isaiah's prophecy about the Messiah's mission. In Isaiah 61.1, It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prison to those who are bound. Let me read that again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Someone say, good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Someone say, heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Someone say, liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Someone say, to those who are bound. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when Jesus came, he didn't. He did not go first, you know, of all to the to the people of, of prestige, right, and influence. No, he came first to the poor, and to the lowly, right, to the meek, and and the afflicted, right. Anyone who was who was outcast, right, and the shepherds, right here, they fit that category, amen. So they were the very group of men that was chosen, right, that was chosen uh, to hear the glorious. A news of of our Savior's birth amen I mean when you think about it man what a picture of grace amen I mean regardless of a person's past right or of how low they may have fallen in life there is still hope for them in Jesus amen how many believe that I believe that so much right men might not care about you right they might not care about me People might, might, might look down in disgust because of who you are or because of what you have done in life, right? But I want to tell you something, church. There is a God in heaven who loves you in spite of everything, right? There is a God who desires to save you, right? If you will only come to Him, amen? Be- why? Because the Lord does not turn anyone away, right? But He invites everyone. He invites all who will come to meet Him and be saved by the grace of God. Amen? So regardless of your station in life, okay, there is a place for you in the love of God. Amen? There is a place for me in the love of God. Okay? And perhaps maybe you might be thinking, well, if God knows that I exist, He probably doesn't have a a favorable opinion about me. Maybe He doesn't think good about me. Well, you know what? That's okay. You're not the only one who thinks that way. You know what I mean? And deep down, I believe that many people feel that way, but no matter how significant you, how insignificant you may think you are, God knows you and he, and you are important to him. Amen. doesn't matter your past. doesn't matter what you've done. You are important to him. And I love how Paul, he explains it in his first letter uh, to the Corinthians, right? In Corinthians chapter one, Verses 26-28 through 28, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things. Somebody say foolish things. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the uh, the things which are mighty. 28. And the base things of the world. And the things which are despised. God has chosen. And the things which are not. To bring to nothing. The things that are. Amen. That's powerful. That's awesome. How many of you can remember. The astonishment that you felt. Right. When the Lord came to you right when he was drawing you close to Christ amen can you remember the the fear that that occupied your heart you know what i mean can you remember the amazement right when when you realized the truth that of all the people okay out of all the people in the world at that very moment god wanted you can you remember that man it's 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 a powerful it's an astonishing moment When God breaks in on your life, right? It's powerful. But you know what? It's a blessing. Praise the Lord. So I believe that that God chose these shepherds because He wanted to show His love and His grace, right? That it is available to all. Amen? And that He's not a respecter of persons. Praise God. Let's go to verse 10. Amen. It says, Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. Wow. Note that the message that the angel brought from God spoke to their most immediate need, right? The angel said, fear not. Don't be afraid, okay? Don't fear, right? Because the Bible says that they were greatly afraid. And so the angel tells the shepherds that he's he's come to deliver uh, 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 he, they just come to deliver from heaven, right, a message of good news that will be great joy for them and for the entire world, right? What I love about this is that the angel did not come with a message of judgment, church. He came with a message of peace. Hallelujah. He came to deliver a message uh, uh to the world a message that the world has been waiting for, right? They've been waiting to hear this message for thousands of years. Amen. Ever since man sinned in in the Garden of Eden, right? The world has been groaning, right, under, under the curse brought by that sin, right? We read that in, in in Genesis. You know, the back on that that dark day that God made a promise. He promised Adam and Eve that that one day a woman would bear a son. Right? And that son would defeat the power of sin that would defeat that serpent, right? We read that in Genesis chapter three. So this angel appeared to share good news that God's ancient promise had been fulfilled. Praise God. The hope of all ages, right? The hope of ages has been, has been provided. The savior has been born. Amen. Someone say hallelujah. The savior has been born. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Verse 11. It says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Who? This, this message, right, that this angel brought, right, was not only for the whole world, right? This message was also, it was personal. Amen? The angel said, Unto you is born this day, right? Someone say, Unto you. Unto you is born this day. Listen, if you're sitting in your living room or wherever it is that you're sitting, and there's people around you, turn around and point to the next person and say, Unto you a Savior is born. Unto you is born this day a Savior. Amen? This message from heaven is that God is interested in the individual. Amen. He cares about you. He cares about me. Amen. He cares about the next person, right? When the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, He came as the Savior of the world, right? But He also came to be your Savior and to be my Savior, right? To be our own personal Savior, right? Praise God. I mean, that's reason to rejoice, right, church? That's reason to, to rejoice. Just think about it. Think about all the people that have been saved, right? The Bible says that heaven rejoices over one person. Over one person who comes to the Lord. Now imagine all the people that have been saved, right? Man, that's reason to rejoice. But you know what? The fact that He came to save me, man, makes me want to blow up in my chair. Amen? Praise God because He saved my life and He saved yours. Amen. So this announcement that they received, it was powerful. It was powerful, church. The angel speaks to them about a baby okay not just any baby but a special baby a baby that's 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 identified by by three names that are given to him right the message of let me think about it. the message of a birth of a child is not unusual but the message of this birth is extraordinary okay because this child is different from any other child excuse me from any other child that had ever or whatever be born into the world I mean, look at, look at the titles that are, that are, that are given to him, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's something unique. Why? Because, because this baby was not, was not to become a savior. No. This baby was not to become Lord. No. This baby was not to become Christ. No. He always was and is and will be savior, Christ and Lord. Amen. He is called savior. Amen? This child's mission, okay, wasn't to save the healthy, wasn't to save the wealthy, wasn't to save the righteous. No, he came to set the sinner free. Amen? So he came for those that nobody else wanted, church. He is the one who would give his life for the sins of his people, right? He is the one who robed his deity in humanity, church. And he he came into this world to die on the cross. Praise God. He is the one who came to do what all the sacrifices and the bloodshed in the tabernacle and the temple could ever do, church. He is Savior, right? He is Savior. And this title, Savior, this title, Savior, is the title of acceptance. Amen? As Savior, Jesus provides uh, uh, three essential uh, uh, services for the sinner, right? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. So we are accepted in Him. Praise God. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 it says, Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct re- received by tradition from your Father. So we are delivered. We are delivered in Him. Amen? Delivered from what? we're delivered from the penalty of sin, right? We are being delivered from the power of sin, right? And when our salvation is complete, we are we will be delivered from the presence of sin. Amen. Praise God. That's reason to get excited, church. Okay. John 6:37. It says um It says all the father all that the father gives me well, come to me, and the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Wow, we are preserved in him. Praise the Lord. John 3.17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I love this verse, man, because God did not send his son to come as judge. No, but as Savior. Amen. He is called Savior. Praise God. But he is also called Christ, okay? And this word tells us that, that Christ, that Jesus is the anointed one. Amen. He is the Messiah. He's, he's the one that's, that, that's been uh, promised from the beginning. He's the, he's the one, uh, prefigured in all the sacrifices and the Old Testament prophecies. Amen. He's the one that God said would come. Amen he he's the one who would who 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 will reconcile men to God amen he's the one that the Jews anticipated every time they offered uh sacrifices right and kept the feast right he's the one for whom the world had, had has been waiting for amen Christ he is called Christ and this title Christ is a title of access right this child came to do more than than provide salvation he came to allow us access, amen, access into the very presence of Almighty God, right, so through Jesus, we can approach the Father, in Hebrews 4, 16, it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, and find grace to help in time of need, amen, First Timothy 2, 5 says, for there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus praise God so so Jesus here it says Jesus that is the only means to the father he's the only access to the father amen through Jesus we can appeal to the father i mean look at look at John 6:23 uh, says and in that day you will ask me nothing most assuredly i say to you whatever you ask the father in my name he will give to you praise God so the name Christ refers to Jesus as the anointed high priest. Amen. The anointed high priest, and in this ministry, he addresses uh, the Father on our behalf. Right. So he does this in a couple of a couple of ways. Look look at Hebrew seven twenty five. It says, therefore, he also he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them so he talks to the father on our behalf okay and in first john 2 1 it says my little children these things are right to you so that you may not sin and if anyone sins we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous amen so he talks to the father on our behalf and he pleads our case to the throne of god amen he is called christ amen and the third thing that he is called here, which 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 we're being shown shown, is that he's called Lord, right? Lord is the title of authority, amen. This title identifies him as sovereign God. This title, right? This 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 title, yeah, it 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 identifies him as sovereign God, okay. But this little baby was the one, was was the one who who spoke the universe into existence. I want you to I want you to uh, see that. Okay, the title Lord is a title of authority, meaning that he is in control of all things. Okay? And this little baby, think about it. This little baby is the one that spoke everything into existence. The universe, everything, right? He's he's the one who who formed man out of dust, right? The dust of the earth and breathed, breathe, breathe, breathe uh, into his nostrils, right? The breath of life. Okay, this little baby. He's the one who, who suspends planets, right? In animation, right? He's the one who controls the paths of, of the galaxies. This little baby, right? He is the one who permits the, 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 the movement of the most minute piece of dust, right? He is the Lord of all, church. And when the angel called Jesus Lord, he was referring to the one who was to be in absolute control. Amen. But yet, this little baby—he li- he lies in Bethlehem, in the person of a helpless baby. I mean, what condensation, church? What grace? What love? What what glory? Amen. To think that that Almighty God would would humble Himself to come into this world as a as a helpless child, right? So that so that we might be saved. Let me think about that. I mean, you too, right? You may have a heart filled with fear this Christmas right, maybe you got fear over your health, or fear uh, over your family, or fear, fear over job security, or even like the economy, or even the world conditions, right, but here we're being told that we don't need to fear, we have good tidings of great joy, why, because the Savior was born, amen, scripture has been fulfilled, amen, Christ is Lord over all, someone say Christ is Lord over all, right, declare it, mean it, amen, amen, Praise God. But notice that he says that this news right here will be to all people. Right? This news is not just for a privileged few church. Right? The scripture tells us that whosoever will, let him come. Amen? Jesus came to pay for the sins of all who would respond to his message. Right? In believing faith. Right? He is available to all church. Amen? That's reason to be excited. That's reason to be excited that 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 Jesus would 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 leave His throne in glory and come down to earth and pay us a visit so that we could be saved. Amen. We don't deserve it. We don't. I don't deserve it. When I think about the person that I, that I am, that when I think about the person that I was, I don't deserve it. But man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that this right here tells me. That Jesus was born. This right here tells me that salvation came to all. Amen. This right here tells me that when there was no way. Jesus made a way. Amen. I'm excited about that. Praise God. Okay. Let's go to verse, verse 12. It says. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. Lying in a manger. To confirm his words. The angel told the shepherds that they would find the Christ child, where they would find him, right? This infant king wasn't lying in a palace, no. But he was lying in a manger. What is a manger? A manger was a feeding trough where animals were fed, right? Shepherds were were responsible for making sure that the the newborn lambs uh, had no defects, right? Since the since the sacrificial animals had to be without spot or wrinkle. Okay, so the shepherds would tightly wrap the lambs in cloth to keep them from becoming blemished and injuring themselves. Okay, and this explains why Luke makes the point that Jesus was wrapped tightly in cloth or swaddling clothes since at birth. He was the sinless Lamb of God, amen, whose substitutionary sacrifice would take away the sin of the entire world. Praise God. But you know what? Also, the Jews would also wrap their dead in strips of cloth, right? Just as they did their infants. And so this birth was a reminder of the death that would inevitably follow one day, amen? This special baby, right, God in human flesh. Amen. The Messiah, the Savior, the King of Kings, was not born in a palace. No. He was born in a smelly, noisy courtyard of an overflowing inn. Okay. He was not wrapped in velvet like a prince. No. He was not, he was, he was, he was wrapped in rags of a common man. Amen. And yet, he willingly. He willingly laid aside the the glories of heaven and stepped into time, right? In the form of a humble servant. Thank you, Jesus. He made himself poor so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. Amen? He knew what it was to suffer, right? To do without uh, the finer things of life, okay? To live each moment in dependence of his Father. Amen? To provide all of his needs. He did this so that he might identify with us, right? When we have a need. Okay. Jesus came in the way that he did, so that he might identify with us. He came as he did that we might identify with him. Amen. I mean, I would I would have an easier time approaching a baby, okay, in a manger than I would a king on the throne. Okay, church. So being a shepherd okay, was lonely. These guys were lonely until they had that heavenly visit, okay? They were lonely. They were weary. They were usually bored, okay? And at times they might have had times of, 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 of extreme danger because they were watching over the, the lambs. They were watching over these sheep. But you know what kept the shepherds going? It was hope. God had promised the people that one day, he would send the Messiah. That one day, when the Messiah came, everything would be different, right? It was that hope that burned in their hearts, church, and kept them going. When those shepherds met God, everything changed for the better. Everything changed for the better. How about us, right? I know that there are times when in life, hits us hard, right? And we, we grow weary, we grow tired, right? But meeting Jesus injects hope into our lives. Amen? The, the the God... Thank God for His gracious gift in Jesus. Because I know that there are times that we wonder, if man, is it worthwhile? Is it worth it to keep on keeping on, right? But the Lord... But we've got to see, you know, through this message right here that the shepherds got from the angel, right? We have to know that the Lord has promised that one day just like He came the first time, one day He will come back. (laughs) Praise God. How many are waiting for Jesus to come back? I know I am. I know He's coming back. Amen? He's coming for all of us. He's coming for shepherds. He's coming for kings. He's coming for wise men. He's even coming for peasants. Amen? He's coming for His people, church. And He, He alone is going to dry every tear. Amen? He is the one who's going to take away all the pain. Praise God for that no more death, no more goodbyes, right? And then we will say, man, it was worth it. It was really worth it. So church, it's Christmas time, okay? It's Christmas time, and as such, we need to remember that the reason we are even here tonight is because of a little infant born into this world 2,000 years ago. That infant is the sign of God's love, amen? The Bible says that for God so loved the world that He gave his, his only begotten Son that who whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? So that infant was no ordinary baby. No. As Savior, He is worthy of our worship church. As Christ, He is worthy of our dependence. As Lord, He is worthy of our obedience. Amen? As Jesus, He is worthy of of all that we can give Him. Amen? Have you given Jesus your all this Christmas? Think about that. Alright? Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are so undeserving, Lord, of such a great salvation that you have given us through Jesus, your only begotten Son, Lord. We are forever grateful that Jesus did not come to judge but to save. Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many and providing a way for us to have eternal life. Father, I ask that if there is anyone watching this live stream that does not know you, I pray that you would reveal your ultimate gift to them. Reveal Jesus to them, Lord. I pray that they would accept the free gift of salvation today. And Lord, As we close now, I pray that we will be mindful of the real meaning of Christmas, Lord. There would be no Christmas without Christ. In Jesus' name, Father, I ask, Lord God, the name above all names, Lord. Thank you, Father, once again. Thank you for this message.